a little bit smaller of a, of a um, just want to make sure I can see anyone who comes in. So we might have a little bit smaller because it's Thanksgiving, but I don't like to cancel these if at all possible. It's sometimes I have to if I'm traveling, but as much as possible, I, I try not to. All right. So we're on module seven. It's like, isn't it crazy? Like, it feels like the first few weeks, you're just kind of going along. And then all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> so, but as you know, we've got this call for module seven next week for module eight. And then we take, I think it's just a one week break. Oh, I'll give you all the details next, next week. Um, and then we have one more before Christmas, and then we'll take a break for Christmas, and then get back into every other week. So you'll have that consistency to really build with all the tools. So don't worry if you're like, ah, we're going to end. We're not going to end. <laughs> it keeps going. Okay. So module seven, I love this module because this is all about training your team. And to me, this is, we get into network marketing for our purpose, of course, um, and we want to help other people. But one of the biggest things is the team that we can grow and I think that's really the power of network marketing because otherwise, you know, you're just selling, selling, selling. When you have a team, you have the leverage and you have the purpose and the fun that comes with having a team. So I love, 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 love this module. So we've got um, lesson one, training your new associate to be a network marketing rock star. Um, lesson two, training your team. So you, obviously initially with your associate to get them going correctly, then training your team at large. And then it goes on to um, lesson three, taking care of you, your life and your relationships. And this is where we really bring in, are you living a balanced life? And then lesson four, managing self-doubt, frustration and feelings of I want to quit, which come up as always when we're in our entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> so Terry, are you in module seven or are you still... You are in module seven. Okay, fantastic. Okay. So let's, um, let me just put this to the side. Do you have any questions about the content specifically? And I'll let you have the floor. So yes, since you're our, our only new person on the call, is there anything you want to have questions about? No, I think I'm just still trying to figure out exactly what that purpose is. I've got obviously lots of ideas, but just trying to put them all together. Okay. It's like hard to, it's hard to figure out or hard to, you know, navigate, I guess you could say. Okay. So, so, so for instance, like I did, so I did a little, uh, like a little seminar last a couple of weeks ago and I thought, well, how can I get my passion in there without coming, kind of going, what, cause it's all, it's in health and wellness, yeah. which my passion is in animals with dogs. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, how can I get that in there? And I ended up putting it in okay. Um, and it ended up working well. And people were really, I think people were more interested because of that, but it was like, okay, well, how can I continue that? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's hard to, yeah. That's so, okay. So tell us, so how did you market? Well, first of all, what was the presentation title and how did it was, you bring in the so It was about, it was all about hormones okay. and nutrition and hormones. Okay. And so I talked about you know, just different things that you could do to take care of your hormones, not just about supplements, but just different things that you could do. And okay. one of the things that I brought in was how much an animal, whether it's a cat or a dog can calm your, calm your whole body down and keep your hormones more in balance. Okay. And everybody was like, well, that's why I feel so good when I pet my dog, or that's why I feel so good when I pet my cat or yes. whatever. And I said, and that's exactly why that's so important for you. So it's not, it's, it, there's a, it's a balance and that's kind of what it was. That's how yeah. I, yeah. Yes. But I'm just not sure how to like go from there. Okay. <laughs> so, that, yeah. that is, so let's brainstorm this. Can everyone hear that truck outside? Can you hear? No. Okay, good. Okay. Then I won't shut the door. Okay. So this is brilliant. So you know that this works, that the interest for health and hormones is, is really big. I would keep that as part of your toolkit, like your, like as, as a topic, because for women, especially, I mean, Dr. Ali knows this, this is like one of your main things is hormone health is, is so important for women right now. And that's going to be your target market because that's the age group. That's going to be really good for you as well. Right. And why this fits so perfectly is that we want to be 
bringing in our products, of course, into the presentation, but we want to be educating about other things as well. And so the, the pets fits in there so beautifully, you know, and then, and your, your company has products for pets as well, correct? They do. They do. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. So I would keep building out this particular um, topic exactly as it is. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Because this is going to be, I, I would think one of your um, number one presentations to just keep kind of like my health and wellness spa was okay. like the thing I, I just kept building and building and getting better at modulating. Like I probably ran that. It had to be at least three years, you know, if, wow. if not four. And then it, then it morphed into my nutrition seminar. And then it morphed into, you know, things kept morphing, but I would stay with something for quite a long time. Okay. So I would keep building that out and ways that you can build it out is you can call the people that came to the presentation mm -hmm. and even just say, you know, I'd, I'd love to get your feedback on the presentation, what you loved, what you wish had been in there and just mm -hmm. anything that would help me make the presentation better. Okay. And keep doing that. And that's, hi, Emmanuel. It's so good. So good to see you. Aww. So Emmanuel's in Mexico. Terry, you might not have met. So Terry's one of our new soul crafters. And Emmanuel's one of our veterans in Mexico. So just so good to see you. And he's a fellow dance teacher too. <laughs> nice to meet you, Terry. Hi, all. So good to see you. So... So yes, so have this as, um, and I would say this for everyone, when you're developing your presentations and anything that you're doing, the feedback from your participants is key. Super, super important because that is going to give you, and we talked about this in Soul Pro right before this call, as Ali will remember, what your customer is wanting and the language they speak to explain that desire, those two important, they're so important. And because sometimes even we can think we know what our customers are wanting, but they, you know, that like sh you might get on a call and they're like, oh my goodness, when you talked about this, I was like, and you, you'll be like, I wouldn't have even known that. And then you want to pick out the languaging because that's what you want to use in social media posts and your emails and your flyers. Mm -hmm. So, and the questions can be, what did you love about the presentation? And what do you wish had been in there that would have helped you more? And then are there any questions you have with health, with animals, with pets that I can even help you with now? So you want to get like more questions. So the idea is always, what are they really... What are they really interested in? What are their pain points? And how do they say it? And then I would keep reevaluating, like doing this presentation over and over and over. So literally the health and wellness spa, I would do two times a week. So I was doing it every Tuesday and every Thursday. And initially what I was doing is my team would come to them and they would bring their own guests as well. And it was the best training that a team could get because they were seeing me do it over and over. They were learning about the products. They were learning the sales process. And then gradually, once I, I couldn't handle, because we would do 12 people would be the max at each one because it, it just couldn't be bigger that at someone's table to do all the skincare. Then I started telling my leaders, okay, you have to be doing these now because I just couldn't do it anymore. So it forced me to then get the, my team to step up and start doing health and wellness spas. So that's what I would do is keep, keep refining this particular presentation and then possibly consider a presentation that's actually about pet health. And so you can even, from, from talking to the feedback from people, so you could even ask them, if, if, I, if I did a presentation more focused just on our, our pet's health, what would you like to see in that? What information would be valuable to you? You know, so it might be like what to do when your pet seems depressed or 
you know, whatever the issues are that come up with pets. So I would consider doing a, a pure presentation on that because that could fit so well with your products as well. Then what you can also do is you can go to websites like, and just see what the languaging they have there for the concerns that people have about pets. Because often, you know, websites have done all the research, like they, they're the ones that have done all the studies <laughs> and thrown like zillions of marketing dollars into this. So you could, you know, see what they say, like what are the needs of people? And then you use chat GPT for like catchy titles. And because what you can do, and I actually learned this from Ali months ago, you can train chat GPT in a thread. So you might like start that thread with um, pet presentations. And then you keep everything about pet presentations in that thread. And then when you go back, you can keep asking questions like what would be a good title for my presentation that's going to have these three points. And then it, maybe it comes back with three titles. Can you give me three titles that are more catchy or more like I, I tend to do, I created my, my opt-in page for my seven sneaky um, reasons you're not manifesting. That was created with chat GPT. Chat GPT doesn't work for everything. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't like that at all, but actually it worked really well for this opt-in. So people, if they want to download my seven, um, seven sneaky reasons you're not manifesting. When they go to the opt-in page, it has some things about it. Most of that is from chat GPT that I then just changed and, you know, use some of my own languaging, but it was basically, I would say like 70% generated from chat GPT. So that's the one doesn't always work, but I, I often go in there for like, um, give me a catchy subject line or give me a catchy. And oftentimes, um, Emmanuel, you'll find this really valuable. I'll say, write it in the way or the tone of Marie Fordale. And then sometimes I'll just get a word and like, oh yeah, I can use that over here. So it's not like chat GPT solves everything, but I definitely find it helpful for catchy things and helping me like my own creativity kind of get jump started. So is that helpful, Terry? Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. I have done a little bit of this, but I didn't ask a lot of those questions. And that's that's a good point. Yeah. I've actually talked to about three of them. There was like seven people on that night. And I've okay. talked to three of them. Um, and we're still continuing the conversation. So Fantastic. but I didn't ask a lot of questions. So that's a good one. Yeah. 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 You have you're so on the right track. Like this is actually going to be your thing. You know, like, and I, I love that it's, it's such a beautiful connection. And th this is really like, okay, what is it that people want with also that is really connected what, to what's important to me? So we know that pets is your thing. And mm -hmm. you're with a wellness company that offers wellness products to people and to pets. So right. you've married it perfectly already. Good. <laughs> it's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought your own secret sauce to it. Like, you know, like the, like, okay, well, what is my passion? And then now it's just like, keep refining that. And then possibly having this other, because I, I think you could really easily develop a presentation just about pets and then just keep, I wouldn't do more than that. Just have these two that you keep perfecting and getting better at. And then three years down the line, a year down the line, something else might spin out of it but keep perf perfecting because you don't want too many things in your, your quiver. Yeah. But yeah, you're so on the right track. Perfect. And then I would keep going through the health and wellness spa to, to use the words, like how I lead people to buy. Okay. So that, that will really help you as well. So some of the ones that will always help you is, um, what most of my clients do or what I have most of my clients do. So it's always a really, so look for all the, um, the leading to people to buy in a soul craft way. And in the, the health and wellness spa manual, everything is like starred and bolded to, to point out like, this is the soul craft way of how to lead people to buy. Cause what tends to happen is people 
can develop an, an amazing presentation that's really heart-centered, but then they can't lead people to buy. Because sometimes people get stuck with, you know, getting people to part with their money. <laughs> but what we always want to realize is that it's only when people buy these products that they're going to have the transformation. So we we have a, it's the same thing that we talked about last week, is that we have a moral obligation. If we really believe in these products, we have a moral obligation to help people to know about these products and then also to help them to buy as well. Because remember, people will have fears about purchasing as well. Like, oh, is it just another product that's saying it's going to do a bunch of things, but it doesn't, whereas we know that our product does. And that's why the the leading people to buy in, in the phrase phraseology that I teach you will really help as well. And then the order forms, having order forms there, which I I find that usually the order forms that our company gives us aren't that great. So just making your own that are compliant, you know, are, are really, really good as well. And then it just makes it very easy because if, if it's too complicated and think of this too, like oftentimes if I see something I want to buy on my phone and if I have to click too many times, I'm like, forget this, this is too hard, you know? So that's why we want to have order forms that make it really easy for people to buy nothing complicated. If your company is, I mean, there are some companies out there that do make buying on their website very easy, but there's still a lot of companies like Deterra. I love their oils, but I get frustrated every time I go on to buy something. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're an internet company. Like, can't you make this easy? You know, so if your company is like that too, just have a physical, like I would rather put the order in myself, even though that's more time intensive if I know the person is going to go to my website, my company's website, and it's going to be hard for them, you know? So, yeah. So then, so then once you have your model of your, what you want to do, you're constantly asking for feedback. You know that you've got a, a good process for leading people to buy. You know that you've got a good order form. You know that you're, thinking of training your team to do this. Okay. So initially your, your team, I always allowed my team always to come just to learn, but I would start involving them with part parts of it, like handing out the bars, um, helping me with setup, telling the Dr. Went story in my case. So involving them. Then once you've got that, usually, usually it's very easy to market to the lowest hanging fruit but once you have this going for a while, then you have to start focusing on the marketing because you've started to exhaust the lowest hanging fruit. So it's then, okay, how do I market this? So this is where you want to be thinking, do I have somewhere where I'm either showing up consistently online, like through blogging or through a podcast or through social media? And somewhere where you're involved as a leader and that as you know how I always talk about like whether that's being a dance teacher a yoga teacher a book club holder but somewhere where you're showing up physically is always going to help with your marketing so if you can think okay I need to have an online marketing presence and I need to have an in-person marketing presence and the two are equally important. Thanks. Question? Yes, absolutely. So are you saying that when you want to physically be a leader, is that still in your, your passions or is that something completely different? It's still in your passions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and so it keeps it simple because it's something that you would want to do anyway. So like for me, that's teaching dance twice a week. So that, that's something that I would do no matter what, you know, like that's like a constant in my life because it gives me so much joy. It's fitness, et cetera. But it also establishes me as a leader where I'm conducting the class and people are coming to it. So I can also market to them as well. So like in, in Emmanuel's case, so he was a yoga teacher, um, yoga nidra, you know, meditation teacher. And then he also morphed into teaching dance as well. And so that gave him an, a whole new 
pocket of people, but still involved in something that he loves to do. And again, as we talked about last week, it could also, well, there, there's two more levels to it. You can be a host of something that you have people come to. So like, if you don't want to be the dance teacher, the yoga teacher, you could just be a, like a book club holder and people, or you could, you know, be a host where you bring in an, an Aikido teacher or an expert on hormones, you know, where you're just the host of that. But the being the host of something allows you to then have an uh, email list that you can market to. And you're still seen as an expert because you're the host. But Claudia did mention another one in last week's call where you could just go to a class that's high energy and people feel really good, make friends, and that could still be another lead source. So, you know, whether you're going to cooking classes or painting classes, your or personal development seminars. This was a, this is still a big big one for me. Whenever I go to any personal development seminar, it gives me a whole new lead source because those people are going to be very similar to me that are going to that same personal development program. So, and the reason being is that we always need to be thinking. Okay, initially, when whatever I do, there's going to be a lot of people in my own circle of influence that I can invite. But after a while, that's going to run out. And so it's like, where do I get new people that are ideal that will resonate with me? And so typically being an expert, being a host, or going to high energy places. Or high, high vibration is probably a better word than high energy. It doesn't have to be like Tony Robbins high energy. It just has to be high vibration. Because those are the type of people that are open-minded, that you know are, are willing to try different things. They're one to move forward in their life. And it always keeps you, when we do it this way, it always keeps you close to your passions and your purpose, which is where your natural energy is going to come from anyway. And that will open up doors that you can't even imagine. So we talked about this in Soul Pro just an hour ago. When we when we actually accomplish something, when we look back, we could never imagine, like we couldn't have planned how we got there. You know, so that's all, always why we say, don't worry about the how, because like the universe is going to help, help you get there. And we always look back, we're like, my goodness, I could never even imagined how I got here. So we can never worry about the how. We just want to stay focused on what is our our why and our passions and our purpose. And then staying really connected to that. And as you know, from Create Your Dream Year, Terry, listening, so we get really clear on what we want. We listen for the pings. So we listen for our intuition, those little pings that come up through the day. And then we take aligned action. And honestly, if those like, as we know from Create Your Dream Year, there's the seven-step no-fail manifestation process. But if you really like take it down to the three things, get clear on what you want. Keep getting clear. Listen for the pings. Take aligned action. Get clear on what I want. Listen to the pings. Take aligned action. And literally, if you do, you do that, like in the morning, you're like, okay, what is it that I want? I'm looking at my goals. Do they still juice me? You know, then throughout the day, listening through the pings. Oh yeah, call that person. Oh yeah, that. And then take aligned action. So how does all that feel, Terry? It feels great. It feels good, really good, good, good. Yeah, good, good, good. And don't worry about any of this being um, perfect or you know, it will all just come like, just start. And then I also talked about this last hour too. So Ali, you're getting a lot of the same things, but um, 70% of where you want it to be is good. Like a hundred, if you wait to something is a hundred percent, that is actually going to cause you to fail. Ironically, it's at 70%. That's good enough. Just do it. And then whatever you do anyway, if you're going to go over here and over here, so it's like, you just got to do it, you know, and then the path kind of unfolds for you. But if we overthink of it, we're never going to get into action. 
And even when we get into action, it's going to lead us somewhere different and anyway. So just getting into that imperfect imperfect action is the best thing possible. That's actually how that class came up. It was it was very last minute and okay. somebody had canceled and they asked me to do it. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to do it. I had notes actually from this class, just, you know, writing down and I just kind of put them together probably very, very quickly. <laughs> and I made a lot of mistakes, but I did feel like I learned a lot too, for sure. And I got like, I think nine emails out of that as well, as well as, you know, so I felt good about it, but it was, and I kept thinking to myself, how am I ever going to get my passion in here? And it just, and honestly, it literally just, as I was doing the presentation came. Dropped in. So yeah. It dropped in. Yeah. So I, anyway, I just think it's kind of amazing when those things happen. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. it's such a good example, you know, like stepping into the fear of like, oh my goodness, like I'm just doing this because someone asked me if I could do it actually doing it. And you ask that good question, how can I get my passions into this? And our subconscious will find the answer for us. You know, so it's like, how can I? And then even in the moment, like the last moment it comes in, oh, I could talk about pets, calming the nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we all just trusted life more, you know, and just really leaned, like, just like what you did, you leaned into the fear, you did it anyway. And then just trust that it's going to come in. I saw this great quote the other day. It was like, I think it was the universe has already said yes, like to whatever it is that you want, you know, like it's already said yes to what you want. So when we just step into it and then just trust and just bring our authentic self, like I can just imagine you in that presentation, you're just being very rawly you. And that's what people are going to respond to anyway. Mm. Yeah. Which is the beautiful thing. Like you think we stress out about life so much. <laughs> and if, if we would just step into the fear, not over plan, just speak from the heart, it's going to be the best. It's going to be the thing that people respond to the most. I mean, we've all seen it with social media. It's the posts that we give the least thought to. We just get out that have the best response. The ones that we over plan don't have the response. So it's, it's so interesting how life works. So good. So with this whole idea about passion presentations, does anyone have questions or feedback that they'd like to share with theirs? So anything that... So the passion presentations, which are basically what I do all the time, Yes, um, so more about that. Mm. Yes, so mm. it's um, it's about fitting into your heart. You can get a structure. You can ask ChatGPT to help you with a structure if you want to, but you know, edit it and think about it and reflect on it, and then use it or not. Um, but it can be really helpful for just getting the thought processes started. Mm. Um, and ChatGPT is really good at helping you choose um, more hooky headlines and titles for webinars and things. Which is, I mean, and and it, it really transformed the intros to the modules of my menopause course, for example, um, by by asking it, how would you reword this uh, in the style of Marie Folio? <laughs> I learned that from you. It's so it was it's a game changer. It's a game changer because suddenly it's got much more humor, and I've got the humor. I just can't think of it when I'm in my left brain, you know. So mm -hmm. it was it's very good. So find that somebody uh, a men somebody who you would like it to sound like or and you can also feed into chat gpt your own way of writing if you'd rather do that as well um and to be honest most of my uh most of my passion presentations are based on a plr a series of plr products that i've bought so i've already bought the structure from a health coach who does health trainings and that just makes it so much less stressful you just add your own bio and intro picture and decide what you want to add to pad it out a bit. Mm. Brilliant. So shortcut where you can. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Terry, I think you're, you're on the right track because you're, you're talking about, because it's interesting because did you do this online or in person? 
It was online. Online, yeah. Okay, perfect. Online, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think too, online, there's so much out there that people really respond to things that are simple and from the heart. So it, it's like, if we're constantly thinking, okay, how could I make this simple and very explainable to the person in my way of thinking, it's perfect because then you're going to attract the client for you that thinks like you as well. So this is why I so believe in authenticity that if you can just think like, how can I really speak from my heart and help somebody? That is really all you need, you know? So how can I speak from my heart and help somebody? Because in the meantime, in the background, you've been doing all this study, you know, like Ali, like how much study have you done? You know, like, like so many things. That you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the same thing, like, how can I simplify this speak from the heart and always, always, always be thinking, how can I simplify? Because people are inundated with so much information. They just like things that are quick, easy, and relatable. Mm. All right. So what else do we want to talk about? Is there, and Terry, you've got, since you're our, our new person, you've still got anything you'd like to bring up. Okay. I guess I think the only other thing that I would like to ask is, you know, you talk a lot about being a leader, you know, like it, like I don't have a very big team right now and not certainly not, you know, that. So I, I find it hard to picture myself as a leader because I'm not really doing that yet. Yes. How do you kind of go from where I am right now to to picturing yourself as a leader? So That's does that make sense? Absolutely. That's such okay. a good question. So tell me our, your team right now, um, mm -hmm. who would you consider to be your team currently? Just so I can kind of get a sense. Just two of them. People, okay. And are they are they pretty active? Are they new? They're active? They're active in buying products. They're really not selling. They're not really going out doing anything. But they're just they're just buying products every month at the discount for sure. So you think they're interested in selling it? One of them is. One of okay. them is. So yeah. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to come back to that. Cause that's, that's really good Intel. So there's going to be two parts to this um, question. So how do I see myself as a leader when I'm just stepping into that role? Mm -hmm. So maybe I don't feel like I'm a leader yet, but that's where I want to go. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And then how do I create a large team from just two people? You know, so this so huge, like both of these things. Okay, so the first thing with how do I step into being a leader when I'm just starting? So the, the number one thing is you want to find a way shower that you can relate to. And you might you might have two or three, but at least one person that you see as being the kind of leader that you would like to be. And the reason being is that the, the brain works better when we can see to believe so when you can actually see something, some of us can visualize us, but for most of us, it's better if we have an expander or a way shore so that you can say, okay, that's how I want to be. And so you can, you can model them. You can look at their characteristics. And then I, I would write down yourself, what kind of leader do I want to be? And most likely you would see that from the characteristics in this way shore. So for example, I might, I might write down, I want to be a leader that um, is authentic and genuine, is grounded and strong, and also really compassionate and kind. So like for me, I always wanted to be a leader that could help people stay accountable and could see their the vision for themselves, but I also wanted to be compassionate and kind. I didn't want to be the kind of leader that was just like, like a, a hard ass, you know, like <laughs> there's some personal development teachers out there that are just like, they're just not my style. Like I want to help people be accountable and, and keep the vision high for themselves. But I also want to have that kindness and compassion. So figure out the kind of leader that you want to be with the characteristics, making sure that you have a way sure that you can continually be looking at and model after. 
So I, I had a really good way sure when I, when I started network marketing was a, I always mention him, but he was in my first network marketing company, three years younger than me and just a really beautiful being, you know, and lots of high energy, but authentic, genuine. And so I, I had someone to look at, like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And then physically write down the characteristics. And then you want to imagine yourself as being that. So we haven't done this as much in Soulcraft, but every morning I read my goals as if they've already happened. So I have like my purpose written out, my business goals written out, my health goals, my relationship goals. So all all the, in Soulcraft, we have like a, in different programs, like the different areas of your life. But I read this every morning, even to this day as if it's already happened. And I also have who I want to be. Okay, but we also, we wanna say the statement for who we want to be is in I am statements. I am X, Y, Z. Because I am is one of the most powerful statements you can say in the universe. So I am grounded, I am strong, I'm powerfully feminine, I'm genuine, I'm compassionate. So just to backtrack, so you, you have a way shore, you write down the characteristics that you want to be, then reading them in the morning, I am. And then one other thing that I do that's really helpful is just for two to three minutes a day, I don't even do it very long. I just sit and I, I breathe so that I can put myself into a self-hypnosis state very quickly. So you can, we are actually always self-hypnosing ourselves because whatever we think about continually, that's self-hypnosis. Because self-hypnosis is really just programming yourself with thoughts over and over. So this is why I always say like, you are not the thinker, you are not your thoughts, you are the thinker of your thoughts because we want to keep repositioning our thoughts because we're actually self-hypnosising ourselves every time we keep thinking a thought. So you want to be thinking the thoughts that you want to be thinking, (laughs) but you can actually put yourself into a deeper state of hypnosis just by sitting on your couch and just closing your eyes and breathing and just getting into that relaxed state. That's literally a self-hypnosis state. And then I just see, so I visualize what I have written down for the life that I'm creating as if it's already happened. And I just do it for two to three minutes a day. So I'm I'm re- reading it because I'm very visual. So I'm I'm reading it in the morning, and then at some point I haven't done. I've read my my statements this morning, but I haven't done my two to three minute meditation because I did calls really early this morning. But at some point today, I'll just sit down and I just breathe, breathe, relax. I visualize. And then I also say those I am statements in my mind, like, but I see myself like it's more because I've already read them. When I go into that quick little meditation, I'm seeing myself. Now, this is where our personalities are going to be a bit different. Can everyone, when you go into meditation, can you see yourself doing things? Can you see yourself? Okay. Michelle, can you see yourself like Okay. Emmanuel, can you, can you see yourself? Okay. Ali, can you see yourself? Okay. Cause not everybody can, but it, it's normal that n- not normal. It's, it's most people probably like 90% of people can, but there's 10% who can't literally can't see themselves. It's just a different way the brain works. So if you can see yourself, that's brilliant because you want to actually see yourself as having been and doing these things. And that, that is literally the quickest way because our brain doesn't know the difference between what is real or imagined. So if you're imagining this, it starts to actually accept that. And I'm all about doing things quickly. You know, it's like I'm about quick transformation because we don't have to do therapy for years and years and years. You don't have to like spend five years rewiring your brain. You, it can happen really quickly, but you have to believe that. And you, and you also have to remember the power of, I am not my thoughts. I'm the thinker of my thoughts. So if I have a thought that comes in that doesn't empower what I want, 
don't beat yourself up about that because it's it's natural. Like in meditation, they teach this as well. Like it's it's so hard not to have any thoughts. You're you're gonna have thoughts like clouds. You know, it's don't don't worry about that. Just think, okay, if I thought the thought that's not empowering me, let me replace it with another thought. So if you're like, oh God, I suck, I did this again, just laugh at yourself. <laughs> okay, that's not a supportive thought. I don't suck. I can learn, you know. So I catch myself saying that, you know, like I'm like, oh my God, I did it again. <laughs> okay, that's okay. It was just another time I'm learning, you know. So just catch yourself and and laugh at yourself. Make this stuff humorous. Because, you know, if we're tight, you know, like you clench your fist right now, if you're like, just clench that. Like, can anything get in? Can the blood even flow? Like it can't. Yeah. You know, like, so you just want to like laugh it off and replace the thought. So we're the and the reason being I'm I'm all about things that are easy. We we are super busy in our lives. You know, like so busy. But I can promise you the things that are worth spending your time on are who am I? What am I here to do? And and shifting our beliefs to empower ourselves for the life that we want to lead. And there, there isn't anything more important that you can do. Because at the, what you want to be thinking at the end of the day, I, I want to live my life in the most fully expressed version of myself with great health, great relationships. I know my purpose. I'm on track. Doesn't mean we don't have ups and downs in our life. Yeah. Like we're we're always going to have ups and downs. But at the end of the day, we want to look back and say like, okay, I lived my life. You know, like I made mistakes and that's okay. I felt alive. You know, like we can't feel alive if we don't make mistakes. Because then if, if we don't make mistakes and we don't fa fail, that means we're just in this little compartment that we're not willing to step out of that compartment. You know, and, and really we want to feel alive. And alive means making mistakes and getting up and saying, okay, that's just another thing that didn't work <laughs> and it's okay. So, yes. Yeah, so stepping into the leader again is finding a way shore, determining the characteristics that you want, and then writing down that, those characteristics, and then just going into a short little meditation once a day, two to three minutes. That's all you need. But the consistency of doing that is what's going to rewire. And I always tell people, if, if you don't have time for two to three minutes to read your, what you want in your life and to do a two to three minute, minute meditation, then you've got to change your life. Because we all, you know, like we all can do two to three minutes on reading and doing a meditation. And if we don't have that time, then we've got to shift our life. Because there's nothing more important than this. And then you want to you want to throw yourself into circumstances where you can be a leader, because that's how we. So remember, like when I when I started when I was 27 in network marketing, super young, no business background, no sales background, just had this dream of I wanted my own business, and to do something that I loved. So that was, you know, my dream. And it took a lot of mistakes, a lot of rewiring, you know, but I just kept going, you know, that's the, and I kept that dream alive. And it was always, I want my own business for the freedom and I want to do work that I love. I want to have my own business for freedom and I want to do work that I love. And that makes a difference. You know, I, I want to actually love what I do. Like imagine you know, like everyone should feel that like from when the time we go to school, that's what we should be taught, you know, have your own business, <laughs> do something that you love. Uh, um, okay. So does that help with being the leader? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and you can read books for sure. Like there's, you know, like, you know, like I read lots of books on leadership, you know, as I went along, but it can all be incremental you know, as you're learning, but if you keep this, those is always the premise. Who do I admire? What do I like about them? Who do I want to be? And then seeing yourself as that, and then throwing yourself into places that you can be a leader. So this is going to go into number two. When you only have two people, that's mm -hmm. the best place to start. So that's how I always started. That's why I was really curious. Like, do you have anyone in your team? 
and what level are they at? And even if you just have one person that wants to build, you have a team. And then if you don't have one person that wants to build, that's your number one goal to get one person that wants to build. And then what I would do is start creating little trainings and meetings, even with this one or this these two people, where you create your vision with them. And then you're having weekly meetings. And together, I mean, this is my founding members of both network marketing companies that I did. Those were the people where we we decided like, okay, let's really build this together. What do we need to do? Because it's always easier to do with somebody else as well. So even that one person that has evidence interest in building this, getting together with them once a week, talking about your why. So why do we want to do this? And what is going to be the best way to do this? And I would start with these presentations that you're doing and then your, your one associate bringing people to these presentations. And then from there, you design a training program. So with all of my, both network marketing companies, we used to do training weekly before the presentation that we would have for, for the public. Mm-hmm. And then as it grew and I was started living around the world and, and even probably a little bit before that, I started running my trainings online because my people started being all around the world. But no matter what, we were training once a week, no matter what. Because your your team needs something to tap into. Otherwise, life, something else will become more important. And we know with network marketing that when people come in, they're really excited. But if they're not used to an entrepreneur mindset, they're, they're used to a nine to five mindset, it can be a big leap. Mm-hmm. So that's why creating the community for your team is so important. Because only the, you know how I talk about way, way back in the beginning, but if you have 10 people join, two are going to fall off. Two will be your leaders and your six are going to be just your average person that most likely has come from a nine to five job. And those are the ones that we really want to work with the two leaders, of course, but the six is going to be the lifeblood of your business. And so you really, you're, you're developing the training for those six people. It would be nice to have just all leaders, but you're not going to have, it's just how life works. You'll out of 10, you'll have two leaders. You'll have six, you'll have two that fall off and six that are your, your lifeblood essentially. And that's what you're developing your, your training for and your community for. The two leaders are going to do this, whether or not you give them training or not. Okay. But the six are, and that, that nobody tells you this, but that, that is the lifeblood of your business. And that How are they the lifeblood? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. It's a really, they're the life. Well, because the, they're the ones that are your, your two leaders. It depends. I mean, it'd be great if just your two, it's very rare that anyone has two leaders that build their whole business. <laughs> so <laughs> there are people, like I know that in my company in, in USANA, there are people that got in and they have one on the left, one on the right, and that let's set them up for life. It's but it's very rare. <laughs> so while you're finding your leaders, those six people are what are filling in your business. And they're also creating the energy and the um the community. And so it's it's what sustains you while you're also looking for these leaders. So in my business, what I was always looking for is a leader in each of my legs. And then as I got re-entry underneath them, but it took me time to find those. So in the meantime, the six people of those 10 is I'm developing the training and the energy and the, yeah. So you need, you need those six in addition to those leaders as well. We're always looking for those leaders, but you want to develop those six because from those six is also where I found my leaders as well. Yeah, like Kath- Kathleen in in Belgium came so far down one of those six people. Like it was like layers and layers and layers, mm. like levels and levels and levels. Mm. And the 
the community is also where you refine your leadership skills and your training method and yeah. And the the people who do the best in network marketing are the ones who develop their own training programs and their own systems. So just keep that in mind. You can plug into somebody's, you know, like my my leaders, like I have leaders like Kathleen Zwakoven is one who was like, you've created this. I just want to plug into yours. And that that worked really well. That was a conscious decision. But I had a really good, really robust training system. The best people, the people who do the best in network marketing create their own systems or are plugging into their upline system. Okay, so it's it's never use as much from your company as possible to leverage your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the people who do the best is are ones that create a community that has its own um, vibe because that's because a company is going to get so big. It can't it can't provide the vibe that people want. It's, it's going to provide the bigger vibe. Like I mean, it, like you saw the, the my company that I've now been with for over 20 years, 18 years now, maybe, maybe somewhere in there, they're going to, they provide like the overall vision. And so people go to convention and they feel that, but people also need a smaller community where they, they feel seen and heard. And that's, that's what your team does. And that team culture is really important as you go along because it gives something to people for people to belong to. Yes, they belong to your company, but they need to belong to something that's a little bit more intimate than that. Does that, does that make sense? Very much so. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be, again, you don't have to have a massive team. I never had the numbers that some people had, but I just had people that stayed and did big orders and they would attract people that stayed and did big orders. So I had fewer people than other leaders in my company, but my, they were ordering more and they stayed. And I liked that better because it was like, you know, I didn't want that churn and burn and throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks I wanted. So you, you don't have to have a lot of people. So even if you're like, I only have one, <laughs> I only have two, that's okay. That can build like each of those people can get two, each of them can get two, and then you're going to get more as well. And Emmanuel, you've done so well with developing like a, a team vibe, you know, like that's like one of your your gifts, like one of your powers. Yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah. So you can always check out what Emmanuel's done on his website and his, um, his Instagram as well. And uh, start, start small. Um, uh, go ahead, Emmanuel. Sorry. No, I just said, thank you. <laughs> I'll learn it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it all just keep it, everything that's in front of you, just keep doing that. And then it will keep evolving when, when you know these principles. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, we are coming up to the hour. So any final questions or comments? All right. So I want to actually end, we have time with this. Um, I want to end on, we, we teach this in Soulcraft, but we haven't reviewed it for so long. So I wanted to review tapping because it's such a great way to shift energy and beliefs as well. So that little two to three minute meditation is fantastic, but I just want to go through the tapping technique, which is in Soulcraft as well. I think it's in the resources. So I'm pretty sure it is. So has everyone done tapping here before? No. No. Okay. So let's just review it really quickly. So what tapping does is it, it actually works with your energy meridians and it's very good for allowing the feelings that you're feeling and then replacing them with the, the outcome that you actually want, because we don't want to su suppress feelings. We want to give them a place to live and then we want to replace them. So the meridians that we use we actually use all of the pressure points. We start with the karate chop area. So this is like where you would, so you're going to tap there. And then you just, it's not even like super technical, but you just like literally tap with your fingers like that. And then you want to go to the inside of your eyebrows right here on that bone. And then you go to the outside of your eyebrows. And that's still on that bone there. And then under your eyes on that bone there. Perfect. 
and then you're under your nose. That's another meridian. Yeah, so just right there. Then in the crease of your chin. And then on your kind of your clavicle bone, like here, like you can, you can actually tap like that. I still like the fingers. So that activates your heart energy. And then underneath of your, your armpit, and it's kind of like your armpits is about right here. So it's in between your armpit and like lower. So right about there, somewhere in there. But again, it's not, doesn't have to be super technical. And then your final one is on the crown of your head. Yeah. So that is so good for the nervous system. And so you want to have a setting up statement. So it's any time that you have maybe like a negative thought or a feeling of anxiety. So it might be like, even though I'm worried about money, even though I'm worried about this presentation, even though I have anxiety around whatever it is, and you're fully owning whatever it is, so you're not trying to submerge it, you're just even though I feel, even though I have, whatever it is, then what you say is, I fully love and accept myself. So even though I'm feeling anxious about my presentation tonight, I, love I fully myself. love, yeah, I fully love and accept myself. And you can have, you don't have to be perfect. It could be, I love and accept myself. I accept myself. I fully love myself, could be any variation. So don't worry about getting it, it right. But the, the, the key thing is, what is your setup statement to acknowledge any fear or anxiety and then fully accepting and loving yourself? So let's, let's do it together. So you can say like, even though I have anxiety around this presentation, I fully love and accept myself. Even though I have anxiety around this presentation, I fully love and accept myself. And then you just do it three times. And then you go to the corner of your eye or your eyebrow. So even though I'm worried about money, I fully love and accept myself. Even though I'm worried about money, I fully love and accept myself. So three times. And then to the corner of your eyebrows. So here we're still on the bone. And you can also do one, one or two up to you. So even though I have anxiety about XYZ, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I'm worried about, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I love and fully accept myself. And then go underneath your eye, still kind of on that, that little bone here. Even though I love and fully accept myself even though I'm not sure how I'm going to do, I love and fully accept myself. Then you move to right here. Even though I'm not sure what to put on social media, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I feel behind, I love and fully accept myself. So three times, then you move to the crease in the chin, right there. Even though I'm worried about moving, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I have anxiety around, I love and fully accept myself. So three times, and then down to the, even though I, I love and fully accept myself, even though I love and fully accept myself, even though I, I love and fully accept myself. And then underneath our armpit, it's too hard to do it with two. So one is better. <laughs> Even though I, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I, I love and fully accept myself. Good. And three times. And the final one on the crown chakra, even though I, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I have anxiety around, I love and fully accept myself. Even though I feel, I love and accept myself. Good. And then take a deep breath. And how do you feel? Feels good, eh? 
Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Cause we're just engaging like all the meridians and it's, it's, you can do it for anything. Yeah. And if you forget the, the, the three or the seven, cause it's seven, I think it's seven on the resources. There's a little video that for free that just reminds you. And it's super, super quick. Yeah. Really, really quick to do, but yes, karate chop, karate chop around the eyes. One, two, three, nose, chin, heart, underarm, crown chakra. So have fun with that. We'll we'll be doing a few more embodiment exercises because everything is in our body. You know, it's we want to get out of our head into our body. So, all right. Well done, everyone. Let's take our picture. Another great call, Terry. Thank you for all your questions. Those were so good. So, so good. <laughs> all right. Let's do our quick picture. We'll do our normal one. One, two, three. And then a crazy one. One, two, three. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Lots of love. So good to see everyone. We'll see you next week. And then keep posting any questions on the forum as well. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.